love the way I talk and everything I do and everything I say and they love the way I groove and just the way I move and every single way and they love the way I talk and everything I do and everything I say and they love the way I groove and just the way I move and every single way What's up? Welcome it's been back. a long time, mm. guys. We back. Yeah. Kind of missed you a little this bit. This is a, what, really? <laughs> Just a little bit. You was bit. on vacation. You didn't, I was on think about us. you didn't miss us till you landed on a tarmac. <laughs> this is Upscale Ignorance. It's your boy, Cam. Green Diggity. Jay Sweets. And we are back. We hope everybody had a lovely holiday season out there. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, we got a real dope show. For y'all today in which we have a very special guest who we'll introduce in just a second but before we do that be sure to check us out upscaleignorance.com yes sir at upscaleignorance on instagram hit us up with all your questions comments smoke in the media whatever because i'm sure there's gonna be some comments after this joint um before we dive into a little bit of news and notes we will introduce our guest mm-hmm Miss Debrina Jackson Gandy, did I say that right? No, yes, you did. did. I say that right? All three names, Debrina. you got it. Yes, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to this. We'll we'll talk about a little bit of what she does here in just a little bit, but um, definitely has a, an astute insight on relationships, and so that's coming. Yep. God help uh, us. So yeah, speaking of God help us, let's talk about the news real Oof. quick. Uh, Iran is. Uh, Y- y'all seen that Jay-Z meme where he's looking at one side, but he's trying to enjoy the show on the other? Like, I don't know if I should be worried right now, but I feel worried because that's yeah. where I'm at right yeah. now. I'm worried. I'm worried. Is smoke in the city? No, yeah, it, for numerous reasons. A, I just don't trust the guy <laughs> in control. At no. All. Right? The one next Not to the even button. a little bit. So <laughs> if there was a point where we could just have a sit down and an understanding, I don't trust that he's going to say the right things and the correct things and I get... <laughs> Fuck this, man. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I kind of feel like they don't care either. I saw a video of, I don't know if he was an ambassador or something, yeah. and he looked so cool and calm and saying that, hey, we will not be taking this lightly. We will respond in kind in our own time, not yeah. on yours. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's how we feel. So we're just sitting and waiting. In I just, how does that, and is that a whack feeling? an unsettling feeling no, yeah. i think um because i would like it's been a long day for me because like a lot of people like people's been like joking with memes and stuff on twitter like i've been like really stressed about this like <laughs> and so like i've been like really researching like how long was world war one world war two vietnam mm-hmm. 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 yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's like because i was like are these are these like these things was like five years mm-hmm. ten yes. years mm-hmm. so like if I am blessed to have a child, or if you have a child, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Eventually, it, like, what if we got to go into a draft? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and we look up, and 15 years from now, we're still going through this. That he'll be out of office, but yeah. it's still ongoing. Yeah. yeah, we get hit the hardest when when it's war. It's it's, it's not it's not people who are wearing MAGA hats or right. nothing like that. It's people who don't have money or opportunity mm-hmm. or grew up in neighborhoods and, and you know, underprivileged and so on. And it's like, yo, 
I need a job or I need a way out the hood or I'm not trying to die or whatever. I'm, you know, not trying to sell drugs. I'd have been to jail twice. Whatever yeah. it could be, right? Right. Military take everybody. 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 Right. And then you know who they put on the front lines. And yeah. so it's not it's not all these people who are like cheering more and cheering nah. the orange dude in the White House. It's the dudes that are that, that look like you and me or the brown folks and so on that get thrown right on the front line because they get you know, covered housing and, and mm-hmm. three square right. meals. Mm-hmm. Um, don't got to worry about their clothes and, and, and think of it as a career or, or just a way out of, yeah. you know. We ain't got nothing else going, so. In. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that affects families. That affects. Oh, yeah. Like, this this is not funny. It's not. People. It's not. Like, Those memes it, are hilarious. Yeah. Okay, but, the memes are funny. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> it's, and it's the scary. reason why it's, it's, it's scary. scary, but we're laughing because it's like, God damn. It's, yeah. what, what are you going to do? It's kind of like what you said about health. Like, men, are they don't need no more bad news. So us yeah. as black people, I feel like we're like, man, this is some bullshit, but we're going to laugh it yeah. off. But we know yeah. it's serious. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I mean, trying to, you know, not just that, but all the things that done gone on in the White House. Yeah. And like, at this point, you're like... There's no way I thought that that could be right. Yeah, you know, wait, he did what? No, yeah, he did <laughs> now it's now it's just like, oh man, he's a G. You know, like, I, just, <laughs> I don't even know how to put it. So yes, it is. It's not a laughing matter. Um, definitely, all the people who are going, um, which I've seen, you know, up to thirty five hundred, I think, have been deployed already. The, yeah. So on on yeah. that note, just it. I want you guys to answer me this. I guess how many casualties was in World War Two? I don't want to know. Right, it was obviously it's thousands. World War Two. Yeah, the right? thousands. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you ready for this? It was the thousands. Oh boy. Seventy to eighty-five million. Yeah, million. I was gonna say it's wow. a big number. Yeah, there was like countries on countries. Yeah, it's countries now, now. Granted, it's what is a world war, but at, yeah, but, but that's a ton. Yeah, but so just so, and we don't gotta. I don't want to even stay here that long. But yeah, it's not gonna be. Wow. If something happens, it's not going to be U.S. versus Iran. No, it's not. It's going to be. It's yeah. going to be people who do business with Iran and mm-hmm. are angry with the U.S., whatever, or Middle East in general, because we ain't only bombed Iran yeah, before. Right. right. This ain't new. Yeah. Uh, I remember growing up and everybody yelling peace in the Middle East because we got Norman Schwarzkopf and the big George Bush. Yeah. Not the younger one, the older one. Right, right, the right. younger one went over there, too, talking about weapons of mass. Like, this is a pattern. Yeah. This ain't nothing new. And I was thinking about it earlier when you was talking about, yo, what if we got kids and this and that, which I do, you yeah. know. And it is a sad, you know, thought in the back of my head to be thinking, like, I just want to go travel somewhere and folks don't like me because I'm American. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's not a good feeling. Or, no. oh, we could go to Africa, stay out the way, but then what's going to... You know, like, yeah. a lot of... It's, it's That's not a good feeling. That's not funny. None of this is funny. Though it's funny. Yeah. It's it's not funny. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, what, I, we don't got to stay there, but that's that's a big <clears throat> deal. Yeah. Um. But, again, to, to the people who are going over there, um, as well as the, the civilians over there who yeah. ain't got nothing to do with... You know what Man. I mean? Like... There's a whole lot of people who life ain't is trying life, to, man. Yes. Life is life, and a whole lot of people's like, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Wait, yes, you know, I didn't like, do that, right? And like, I, I hope they know. Exactly I feel that, like, it's just like most folks are just trying to live their life, man. Yeah, that's like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to live my yeah. life, and it's tough enough to do that. It's to, uh, here and there. Yeah. So I don't so. know. Uh, good news. 
Thank you. Seahawks won. They did. They <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, that good was stuff. a good transition. I got you. Right? I got you. I got you. You put a smile on my face immediately. Yeah. So, I started to breathe again. Okay. Know, right? First <laughs> off, we haven't been here in a few weeks. So, Beast Mode back. Beast I love Mode it. is in How does that feel? And they were, he scored his first touchdown, not this week, but last week, and they threw Skittles on the field. Yeah. Uh, I mean, had, did that feel good? Was it? I mean, how are you feeling right now about – the Seahawks, we can talk about the playoffs real quick, too, and, and just... Well, it's funny, because I pointed at my sis, Jay, because <laughs> I know the ladies love the Seahawks all of a sudden again. Like, they love them, <laughs> but, like, it's a whole nother level. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, the beast mode... Yeah. No, no, no. ...brings something that you Russ doesn't him. bring. You gotta love him. What are you... You're not, you're not feeling the Russ Jerry girl? Oh, the Russ Jerry girl. The Russ Jerry girl. Look like Bruno Mars it's, out there. Like, I like Russ on the field and as the family man. Almost everything in between. He's a you're good, not feeling he's a good It's dude. like, I'd be like wanting to coach him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, coach you, can, you can't say that, brother. You can't say that. I just, love him. Yeah, he's, oh, he's my guy. Like, I you know, it. Cam knows. But he's it's a just hell of like, a quarterback, too. Sometimes, like, like the Jerry Cur- like, Sierra has to be like, baby. What are you doing? <laughs> What are you what doing? Is she doing? She's he went all black. Yeah, she yeah. said, "Girl, without." Right. <laughs> she that, said, "Girl, yeah, without." Probably what's going See? on? It's in transition mode. <laughs> um, but I remember he had braids at one point. I was like, "That's yeah, not a good yeah, look." Yeah, that's not a good look. <laughs> the, the voice change. Yeah. No. Oh, that's an awful look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are <laughs> We gotta do there's, this. There's a lot about him I don't understand, but uh, it was good to see him win. Most of the people that listen know I'm a Cardinals fan, but when they're not playing the Seahawks, you know, it's, it, it was, it's good but to you, see the town. Beast Mode's your guy. I love yeah. How can you Lynch. not love Marshawn yeah. I love Marshawn It's so good to see him back. And he's still uh, good. I love the story because it's like, yo, I was, what you mean? I yeah. was on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I'm he's back. He's a special was, individual, hey, hey, coach, come get me. I need my legs. I can't feel my legs right now. So, yes, I am rooting I hope they go well. And I was talking, I was thinking about it at work. First of all, yeah. the black quarterbacks are winning. We've been talking hey, about it on hey, the show hey. forever and forever. <laughs> and Come on, Melanin. Beautiful to see. And so on that side, I'm hoping we get a Lamar Jackson. And honestly, I don't really care who wins the Chiefs or the yeah. Texans game, mm-hmm. but I love Deshaun Watson. I love Patrick Mahomes. And they are they're amazing and, and, and black are the black and they know it. Yeah. And so um <laughs> Either of them, mm. if they play against each other, I'm rooting for that. And then I was thinking about it today. I would love the nostalgic uh, Seahawks 49ers NFC West Championship game. I no. I, I'm I, not rooting for them, but yeah. I would love to just kind of bring that nostalgia feel back. Uh, I get it. My homie is uh, – this dude I work with is from Philly. And so he just started working here maybe a year ago. He doesn't understand what it was like when they had Coach Harbaugh and we had Carroll. And you know it was yeah. it wasn't beat, but it was like no, it, was it was a big. No, nah, it was pretty beat. You know what I mean? And the it games was. were always big. <laughs> yeah, and it's close and prime yeah. time and stuff. So if yeah. they found a way to just bring that back, even for a weekend, I would I would love that. So yes, Jay, you happy? I'm very happy. Go Seahawks. Go Hawks. Uh, I'm feeling the scarf <laughs> over there. It's real. It's, first of all, it's yeah. freezing, yeah. so <laughs> we need to get a, a space heater. Yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm being I'm being frugal. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that that's our news. We ain't gonna dive into a bunch of stuff. Um, again, we have a lovely guest, Miss Debrina Jackson Gandy. Mm-hmm. Um, before we dive into it, just tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into it. Ooh, we. Well, let's see. I would say I am all about. And you do a lot too. 
I do a lot of juicy things. Okay. I do. Juicy um, things. But juicy. I am all about helping folks create and live the lives they desire, they deserve, that makes their hearts sing, that bring them joy, mm-hmm. deep satisfaction and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my primary focus is uh, progressive African-American women and increasingly more and more um, brothers. Okay. Um, I kept waiting for some men to step up and, and do some empowerment work and brothers kept saying we we can't wait anymore come on what you got to tell us so uh, more and more doing work with brothers which is really really wonderful going to atlanta in a couple of weeks back to atlanta to do a men's only relationship seminar oh wow but um i'm a author and a uh, master life coach and relationships coach and i design programs and speak around the country and a few places internationally and mm-hmm. Um, also the founder of the Elevate Movement, which is an empowerment movement, uh, community-based empowerment movement um, that was start- that I started here in the Seattle area to impact the Pacific Northwest region and Puget Sound specifically. So, okay. Yeah, and then I'm a wife and a mama, hey, a daughter and an auntie. Best, and, you know, so I have a full, full, delicious life. I yes. feel that. Yes. I feel that. Yes. Uh, let's just dive right into it because... Um, and I was telling Green before the show started, um, we had the the ladies of the Black in the City podcast, um, shout out Makita and Sierra, um, on one of our episodes maybe uh, a month ago, month and a half ago. Ah, okay. And one of the things that came up um, in a plethora of different topics, it wasn't like we sat and focused on this, but the the struggles, or I don't even know if it's struggles, it's more of the ease an ability to kind of just be like, nah, you're not worth my time or the shortness of relationships kind of in what feels like, um, a younger generation or how it, how we came up, you know, thinking parents should be together 45 years and have anniversaries and and silver hairs and stuff like that, uh, is somewhat gone. Am I, am I mistaken Mm -hmm. in saying that? Yeah, it is. And, um, we have to also remember <clears throat> the dynamics of those 40, 50-year-old marriages okay. was often because it was necessary for survival. It was a it was a community mandate. It was an economic mandate. It was a safety mandate. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the reasons that those you know grandmamas and you know and grandpapas stayed together that long there was a there was it was a different time. And so now, though, we we have more actual choice and um, in even the older generation, let's say 40, 50 older generation, um, there is a lot of breakdown, deterioration and disintegration going on. So it's it's a crisis in my estimation. It's a crisis with, you know, Generation X, which is my generation, with baby boomers, which is my parents' generation. A lot of folks living like roommates and keeping up a, a social front or a church front. Mm. And behind the scenes, you know, they're sleeping in separate beds and just handling the business of marriage. There's no deep connection. There's no intimacy. There's none of the things that make for a spiritual union. And then we have, you know, the younger generations, the millennials and the Zs that are like disdain, contempt, you know, like, please. So it's it's a mess. Marriage, contempt for, yes, contempt for marriage. And, um, and, you know, we can talk more about it as well, but also the, the digital age has, um, 
caused us to focus on things that don't develop us spiritually and create shallow roots and deep roots and spiritual and emotional maturity are requisites for juicy love relationships. So you see the pull pulling people away from the things that equal being able to create and sustain juicy love relationships. So it's a, it's a major, um, it's a crisis. Sound the alarm. Mm. Sound the alarm. Well, damn. Yeah, I was going to say, she's going <laughs> yeah. to get right at the core yeah. of some things, huh? <laughs> it's interesting you say it's across the board because I wouldn't have thought of it that way. Oh, yeah. I would have thought it was something that's dying off as, like, maybe a new generation comes in. Not to blame all y'all young folks. Y'all good. Uh, or continue to subscribe to our show. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I would have viewed it as. But you're saying that even older generation is like, you know what? We're good. No more Jim Crow. We out. Is that is that part of it or? Um. Well, for example, like right now, I'm I'm a relationships coach, and I I'm I just finished working with uh, two different couples. Interestingly, the the husbands called me. They were referred by someone else, and uh, we understand we need to call you, Ms. Gandhi. I'm like, okay. And both of these gentlemen are in blended families. So the wife's been divorced, he's divorced. And so now you got a blended family conversation, which is already to be in marriage period is hard as hell because of what it requires of you, which is why it's the PhD of all human relationships. But then when you have blended families and different values and kids raised by different parents, and now you're trying to come together, have one family. So that is an issue that's going on with a lot of people over 40 and 50 is blended families. And then it's like civil war sometimes. Um, So, you know, divorce already was 51%. We have the highest divorce rate of any country on the face of planet Earth. Not just in the Western Hemisphere, but out of 196 countries, we suck the most at love relationships. And and, a whole lot of other things. And Well, exactly. So... It's, it's, um, and the numbers aren't getting any better. And then let's look over what's happening in church or the religious arena. And I can speak truthfully about it. I identify as a believer and it's not a iota better. And the divorce rate is just as high. And the double lifing, I call it, appearing one way on Sunday or one way at Bible study. Um, and then when behind the curtain, I call it behind the curtain or that closed door, it's, it is a whole different situation. Mm. And a lot of madness, and I have firsthand insight because I have a chance to talk to husbands and wives, not just together like counseling, but as a coach, speak to the wife, speak to the husband, and behind the scenes of a lot of Christian marriages, it doesn't look any better than um, the secular world. So everywhere you look, it's it's in breakdown. And um, you know, in my book, The Love Lies, I talk about what are the faulty flawed pillars of how we've been doing love relationships that from the get-go were infected and jacked up and now we're finally seeing those pillars are crumbling like rapidly um so it's it's really it's really disturbing because then you look over in the dating you know the dating world and the whole dating site world um and that's jacked up too yeah i was just so thinking about that so green let me ask you. Yeah. Um, and you know we done talked about it a few times. And coming from you know two parent home. Yeah. Uh, two proud ass beautiful black parents. Uh, yep. Like you out <laughs> That's there. That's an important distinction too. You by the way. out there. What do you What are you feeling like? 
um, it takes to kind of get that? Like, are you looking for that? And mm-hmm. and what do you feel like it, it's going to take to get there? Um, and you can let me know what it, is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what it takes to get where? Um, so he he is, um, I would assume, in a position of wanting to find something that could be long term, have children, etc. Okay. Um, and that was that was kind of his 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 viewpoint at home too, right? He had yeah uh, parents who was married married for a long time, and they obviously got a kid, and mm-hmm. so um, with the interest in that, but not being there yet, what do you think it, it takes to kind of get to that? <clears throat> for me i think uh more than anything right now i'm learning timing is huge right um i've come across women whom i would reflect and be like i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i just was just like i should have just took out the trash man and just made it happen because <laughs> you know i was on what i was on and it was like you know it Woo! was a it was a process for me to get to where i'm at today so where, like you weren't ready yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where I wasn't ready or, you know, she wasn't ready and I wasn't patient enough to uh, help yeah. and coach her through. And I I was just so quick to be like, I'm on to the next thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Because mm. <clears throat> it's so readily available now. You touched on it and I felt that because if you compare then to now and you're talking about that connection, then, like, it it, it took farce too much effort to really be out here macking. Like some of our uncles and daddies did it. <laughs> but now it's so convenient yep. to be out let here you, macking. Let your thumbs talk. And it's so convenient to just see what's out there on the, and, and, and do what's, you know, be sneaky. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and so that part of it makes it tough. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just not sticking through because that's one thing I was saying on our last podcast with those young ladies and that I'm learning is like, it's not gonna be yeah. frosted Nobody's flakes. Nobody's gonna be perfect you know out the box for the rest of life. It's you can't gonna be bounce corn flakes, the... and you gotta <laughs> add your sugar. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want it to be frosted flakes every morning, it's not. Some days it's gonna be yeah. raisin, raisin brand. brand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you and and if you're not mentally ready, raisin to brand okay like, with sugar though. This mm. is me though. Mm-hmm. Like I like I know he's this nigga or this girl is, but that's me. If you can't get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen. Yeah, and we, I, you know, I done said before, like, not only being with the person as they are in front of you, yeah. but being okay with whoever that person turns into. Yes. So are you a, supposed to be okay with snoring if it, you know, wasn't a thing? I mean, I just think it's something that you could try and work <laughs> no. through. That, listen, together. There's workarounds oh, for snoring. Yeah, that yeah, should man. not be a deal breaker. <laughs> go see a go see a go see a doctor or something who and, might be able to done open that, that joint up. Can I ask you a real question? You gotta go see a better doctor. Because I, I do this all the time, right? This is like one of my icebreakers for ladies when I'm starting to hang out with them. Do I'm you snore? No, I'm no, no, no. <laughs> snoring does suck, but it ain't a game breaker change. It's game changer. So I'll be like, okay, I'll give you three options, right? Snoring so bad. Would you rather have a dude who ain't got shit, no job, but he's a great dude, but he ain't ever gonna have a job ever? <laughs> right or my goodness would you rather have right would you rather have the dude from uh what was tyler perry's movie where he 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 looked the part but he was beating on her you know oh, he looked yeah underwood you know he looks the part had a mm-hmm. good job you know yeah. they look good together but in the in the in the in the closet he's beating on her or would you rather have a dude who snore 
That's how you gotta look at it. I, like, I understand that, but that shit is annoying. It is. Okay. Oh, what about a little itty bitty though? Snoring. He ain't got no wiggle. What's more annoying, snoring or he can't get you to the promised land? <laughs> We know how she feels about the. Yeah, like, the you know how I like, feel about that. Yeah, so. like you got, you know what I'm saying? Because I had to get there. I was just like, do I really need the big old badunka duck? Yeah, I like badunka duck. I do too. But I you don't need it. it though. Right. No. It's, 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 but it's a nice bonus. It's a great bonus. I, I have a question. So, one of the things that he said in there that, well, that, that stuck with me is patience. Do you have any viewpoint on patience? Um, the idea, you know, there's a lot of. The word deal breaker thrown around for you hear it more now than I ever you know did in the nineties yeah. or something like that, um, and what what patience has to do with these relationships and so on. Am I am I off track or is there like way more important things than than that? Because it seems like as long as you are healthily or able to healthily, I don't even know if healthily is a word. It's gonna <laughs> it count is today, now. Though. It yeah. is now. You're selling me on Trump, it today. Trump said bigly. <laughs> Come on now. Healthily work through and communicate um, how to get to each person's comfort zone, or not necessarily comfort zone, but um, a point of contentment. Yeah. You can get through anything, but is that just um, a, a point of patience, or am I, you know, overstating it? Because I'm a really like one of the things that I tell them and others is like I'm really patient. Probably too patient or or really like unbothered by like I, I I forget who it was. I don't know if it was maybe T D Jakes or whoever it was was like, yo, are you gonna leave him? Then why is it that big a deal? Like work through it. You know what I mean? If it's not we out, I want a divorce or whatever the the answer is, then if not, work through it. Why are you sitting there stewing in yourself gonna ruin the next six, eight months of your relationship because you can't work through it or something like that. So I don't know. I just thought he was saying right. patience. Did, did you pick up or, or well, have you heard a lot of that? That's part of it okay. because, because what I see is folks have a real short fuse and they're like, please, I'm done with you. It's like, well, dang. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so mm-hmm. that's a sign of our instant culture, our you know 30-second video culture, our, our quick like it, move on to the next thing culture. So relationships are reflecting that same um, insto mindset. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Patience is needed, emotional and spiritual maturity, which America has mm. always been um, at the bottom of the heap on that. Mm. You know, give us an A for capitalism, give us an A for materialism, give us an A for individualism, but all the things that equal being able to create and sustain juicy love relationships, we get an F. And so um, I see it exacerbated now. So patience is part of it. Patience with self, patience with the other person. Um, and the wide is the, the gap is widening between um, black women and black men because a lot of the monetizing that's now happening on IG or Facebook or Pinterest or whatever, um, a lot more women in general are taking advantage of that. Mm. And so you know, so we're growing and we're expanding and you know we're boss chick and we're leaving business companies and starting our own business and yeah and um, it's not at the same rate for men in general, especially black men. Um, so what's so interesting is what it takes to be successful in your own business and I've had my own business for um, 25 years. Ooh. 
what it takes to be successful in your own business, the way of being and the energy, the kind of energy you run through your body in that space to be successful is the very thing that will work against you in the relationship space. Mm. So I see so, so what we've learned how to do as women is to what I call activate our masculine energy because Mm -hmm. that's what creates results and gets applause Mm -hmm. in the business world, on the athletic field, higher ed, military, those spaces activating that kind of task and doing and arrow, I'll Mm -hmm. call it arrow kind of energy, works great in those spaces. Well, what's happening is that when you're now back in the space of relating to a brother Mm -hmm. and now it's a romantic context or relationship context we don't know how to turn off the masculine energy hang it up in a closet like you would a coat at the front door of your house you're inside now you don't need the coat anymore we're wearing the coat around everywhere Mm -hmm. so our masculine energy has a certain charge to it and it repels with the charge that a man brings our feminine energy is what has a natural attraction to masculine energy Mm -hmm. So, so I see that. Yeah, keep speaking, please. So, so that's a, <laughs> that's a less obvious but real impact dynamic I see going on. Mm. And then women will start to argue with me. So, why are you arguing with me? I'm telling you what works. I'm telling you why it's not working. Mm-hmm. So, so don't want me to just side with your incorrectness. Listen to what I'm telling you. You need to know how to flex. You're not in the workspace. He is yeah. not your employee, your boss, your coworker. He is interested in a different kind of energy coming from you. Yeah. You need to chill out, relax, and learn how to receive. I think um, it's interesting because yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're rooting uh, or me, I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. I'm rooting for my woman to go and win in those spaces anyway. That's right. And so you don't got to necessarily beat me at anything. It just makes me feel bad. That's right. it. It's like I'm rooting. For, like I want you to go That's right. and win or be a boss or you want to wear a pantsuit. What is it, Ann Taylor? You want to you wanna dress out of Ann Taylor <laughs> and, and have a, a an attache? I'm rooting for you and yeah. will do whatever I can to support getting to that point. Um, but yeah, it's, it, well, it, see, that's, that's another thing women will say is like, you know, um, men say I'm too independent or I'm intimidating to men. I said, no, that's code. That's code for you running way too much masculine energy. And he's trying to find a way to make a contribution to you and how to get in. Mm. And men don't usually say you're running too much masculine energy. That's not their <laughs> language. I said, so know that, that men, especially black men, they know how black women are made. They appreciate a successful woman more so than one who's a failure and needy. I said, so success is attractive. Don't get that twisted. But if you bring it over here in this domain and you run in that same energy over here, he's not looking for that, nor does that work in this space. But he doesn't have a problem with you having your own business or a problem with you being, you know, the top executive at AT AT&T or whatever. So women have gotten it confused where they think men have a problem with their success or a problem with their independence. That's not it. And so I see women not making that shift um, and Sweet. thinking it's something else. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just one of many you observations. Okay, you okay over there, Jay? Uh, yeah, perfectly fine. Uh, so as a business owner, um, not to put the whole spotlight on you, but what do you think, like, does that, is that something that's hard? Do you have any re- reaction? I just wonder because you're the only other woman in but the room. But wait, what do you, so, is what hard? Um... You have to work so hard, I'm assuming, just as a 
a business owner um, for yourself, entrepreneur, trying to grow, trying to do all this stuff. Um, and so is it is it easy to just let go of the fact that you have to go so hard most of the time when you're in like a home space or away from it? Or is it you're just like, nah, fuck that, no. I keep that over there. Okay. Yeah, I keep it separate. That's Good for up. you. You're an <laughs> exception. Right. I keep it. Separate. You're an exception. That's. I awesome. think the energy I have in. <laughs> Ooh, I'm raggedy. I think the energy that I have in business should be what I have in the home. I'm more of the bossy in the home than not in my. I'm not that because I'm. I'm. I work for myself, so I don't right. have employees. So I don't feel like I'm having to be bossy or whatever and putting that the energy that I have with my clients and in my space, I think I need to have in my home and ease up a bit Good. versus being yes, ease up, yeah. chill out, relax. Green, you, you, you hmm. ran into some, uh, some, <laughs> well, some for me, like I can just tell if me and the chick's going to work just from conversation because I've, I've seen in, in, Oh, people, how many conversations though? Well, just I could really have one, right? Because I'm just not a, a combative person in general, right? Mm. So like I'm just really laid back, and if you're if you're really or you know attitude or real, you know what I'm saying? Like yo, what are you even you know are you just, just too much? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's a lot. It's yeah. like it's a lot. like I'm like okay, yeah, we wouldn't work anyway because there's going to be situations where I'm tripping or you're tripping, and we need to be ha- we need to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like okay. And I'm be, like, I can apologize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I could be like, yo, babe, I'm sorry I did this. And if you're not receptive to that, I'm going to shut down. Like, if you're like, yeah, but not reflective <laughs> on what you did as well. Like, yeah, baby, I'm sorry yeah. about this too. And I'm glad that you was able to, then it's going to make me want to do that more and more. Mm-hmm. But people who's just kind of like, yeah, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Accountability is, yeah, is, that's is, huge. is big for me. huge. You know what I'm saying? It's big for me. It's so, simple. I'm sorry goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It like, does. Really. Yeah. yeah. And so. It's uh, not happening much yeah. though. No. Because, it, no. It's because not. I, in mentality, I have to teach men how to apologize a effectively yeah mm. because you tend to do the sweeping apology and whatever i did i'm sorry because yeah. you want peace nah. yeah. and you're not nah. really aware of yeah. what it is that sent her into that space so mm-hmm. i have to teach men how to apologize effectively Ooh, and then women to apologize is that a word thing that is a trigger ch- yeah that is a trigger and i'm i'm gonna sh- story time Ooh. because this is recent <laughs> and and i don't mind putting to a degree my business out there so mm-hmm. i was on vacation mm-hmm the day we left for vacation, we had a shitload of stuff, okay? And William, love you, um, <laughs> bless his heart. Um, we get to the like park master, master where you park yeah. your car or oh, whatever yeah. and then yeah. catch flight. Yeah. We get there and it's Christmas Eve. Yes. Okay. So we get there and the guy's like, Do you have a reservation? And Will's like, No. And he's like, We're completely full, right? We have a flight to catch, okay? Mm-hmm. And, um, so Will's like, damn, you know, so he's driving around to all the, the little master parks or whatever. Awful. So I'm like, I'm on edge because I'm like, we have to get on this plane, you know, whatever. We have a crap load of stuff. It's me, my 18-year-old, and my 5-year-old with all this luggage. He's like, and I'm like, so what are we going to do? And he's like, well, I'm just going to drop you guys off at the airport and go back home and catch an Uber. <laughs> So I'm looking in the back and Leah and I are like, 
with all this stuff you're about to drop us off at the airport because mm. it was a lot of stuff again plus a little person who's yeah can't carry much of anything yeah. Yeah. so he drops us off we check in he goes home i'm on edge because it was like dude you didn't even think to make a reservation to have for the car to be here mm-hmm. so that pissed me off because it's like why weren't you thinking about any of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> it's us carrying all this stuff my daughter and i we get to the um gate we make it whatever and he just waltzes right up to the gate <laughs> no luggage no nothing and i felt like i was pissed for a good 48 hours because i felt like could you at least just acknowledge that you messed up Mm. i'm sorry thank you Mm. for making sure our bags went through and all that like i was livid because i i mean it sounds silly but i wanted him to apologize because i felt like you owed me that much for put, having all this weight on me, literally and figuratively, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm panicking, like mm-hmm. thinking we're gonna miss this flight. Mm-hmm. I have all this stuff. I don't. Mm-hmm. The 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 flight is under his name, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking they're not gonna let me check my bags, like all this stuff. So I'm I'm at the airport with all this anxiety, and my daughters are seeing this. Yeah. I mean, so I felt like the least he could have done was say, "I'm sorry." Like you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. My bad. I should have made a reservation. The car. I wasn't like nothing. <laughs> Mm. nothing Mm -hmm. had he had just said i'm sorry yeah it would have been different the things that we consider so important that trigger us emotionally do not exist as triggerable things in a man's experience yes so what happens is Mm. we women sit there and in our mind we have the whole scenario about why we're justified in him responding a certain way and it is not even registering on his (laughs) radar at all (laughs) And so what happens though is that we then go into what I call girly, little girly mode, and then we go passive aggressive and do the silent treatment and be slamming shit and kicking doors. Club. What's wrong? Nothing. Then we lie and we're being <laughs> passive aggressive and emotionally immature. So then, yeah. right? So then I got to talk to women about, first of all, he's probably not even aware. He mm-hmm. just sees you having an attitude and doesn't know why and writes that off to women are fucking crazy. Yeah. But right? what if you do tell them what, what if you do? Hang on, hang on. Now I'm liking, I'm all, liking where this is going. First please, of all, please 2% of women actually articulate it. Ooh. They go several days. Life you cannot get back. Mm-hmm. And, that's bo- and that's my biggest. That bothers okay, me. Then when they do bring it up, it's two days later. Or if they bring it up at all, because then they think he should already know. Love lie number eight in my book. Well, why should I have to say anything? He should already know. You know how many women say that to me? Then when they do bring their voice to it, they speak to him in womanese instead of mannies. So when you add all those up, you can see how these kinds of situations, it's not little. People have had atomic explosions happen um, behind things like this. So this plays out over and over again in so many relationships. He may be thinking, I came up with the solution and we all made the flight. Absolutely. Right? And I, so <laughs> exactly. I won. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. How come you're not thanking me for wor- working out a solution? I mean, that could be what he's thinking. Oh, no. I know but, him very well and I know that's what he was thinking. Right. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and all men would have thought that way. I had a solution. I made it happen. I, I got here action. on time. I, we all made the flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so even the things we notice are so different. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, so how do we how do we close? <clears throat> so you say what what women may do, and I'm hey listeners, I'm just saying what she said. <laughs> women do. <laughs> uh, how do we close that gap? What's the better closure okay, for that so, situation? Great. So so one. 
as a woman because you're the one with the emotions brewing and stewing and storming in you, right? Mm-hmm. Causing your cortisol to, to, to go up and your blood pressure. So as soon as possible, you want to look for an opportunity to calmly so he can hear you, checking your voice inflection so he can hear Ooh, you. Inflection. Not the right. <laughs> yeah. Um, because men are very, very sensitive to our voice inflection. And it's clear we don't understand how sensitive, given how much we misuse it in the wrong way. Mm. So, so if one, you're looking for an opportunity, not when he's watching the game on vacation. And you're like, excuse me, I need to talk to you. Because what our, our convenient time is not always his convenient time. So you want to look for a moment when you can calmly, after you take some breaths and bring the voice inflection down, point out what frustrated you or irritated you about that situation and what you would have appreciated instead of whatever may have happened. And what about us? Um, I'm still stuck on what I'm with I did all that. But you there's didn't. still no apology. But you didn't. I did calmly <laughs> that same and night. So, and Even so, my daughter said something to him and he was just whatever. Because in his mind, I'd have fixed, to be, I'd have to yeah, be there to see it all play out. So what, what but, should we, what's our appropriate, I mean, I know what I would do in my head if the scenario you just said happened, but talk to, talk to the men too about closing that gap and, and alleviating these issues faster because we're terrible with communication. Right. Well, um, it's, so, so you see the cycle, right? So we're sitting on stuff and then when we finally say something, the man is like, well, damn, I'm sorry for whatever I did. Because we, man wants peace. Men value peace much mm-hmm. more than women realize. Mm. We, we value being right. Men value peace. They will be glad to be wrong if it means I get peace. Oh, man. So I absolutely yes. agree. And so, um, so if you want a man to receive this, then most men, you bring it to their attention and, and you say it in man-ease. Like, you don't go into, it had me feel this way. Give them the actions that occurred and your interpretation of what occurred and then the effect it had on you. What we will tend to do when we talk is say, and then you, and then you, and so a you, you, you coming at you makes you go back, back, back. So we don't even communicate responsibly when we are bringing something forward. Mm. So this, this plays out over and over again. And you can have two people walk away frustrated as hell and not talk for the next three hours or two days or whatever. The kids are noting it all. The kids are taking notes. The kids are watching. They watch our actions much more than listen to our words. Mm -hmm. And so they're receiving inputs and their stress is going up because they're calm when they know love is flowing between the adults in the house. So, um, so all those things, timing women, we, we tend to be more detail oriented. We notice details that men might not notice. So, She's going to have to play it back in a way you can first receive it. Mm -hmm. And then if a man's apologizing effectively, he isn't just doing the sweeping apology. He's saying, you know what? I apologize for. And then he needs to specify that he knows what went off the wheels for her. And it doesn't mean he's wrong. It doesn't mean any of that. It's like you're acknowledging the impact you had on her and the emotional result of what happened. And, um, and a lot of times, you know, when I'm working with couples, men will say, well, dang, that wasn't even, I said, hold up for you. It might've been no thing, but we're made differently. Mm-hmm. We notice different things. Things hit our spirit differently. We, we actually incubate life in our bodies. God made us differently. And yeah. so it's not about right or wrong. It's just, it's just understanding that what has importance to us may not be 
you know, may not be the same of what you consider important and vice versa. Um, so let me, let me ask you. That um, makes sense in that, that situation? That and I hope everybody heard now, that. Now, there could be a disposition we're dealing with, an apathetic, passive disposition. That's a bigger conversation. But most of the time, if, if all those things are on point and you bring it to a man's attention and you're not weaponizing the situation, like using it against him, then he has no problem apologizing. Mm -hmm. So if he's not and he's still like, oh, whatever, then that's a bigger problem. Yeah. But... <laughs> Go I'm ahead. Not, I'm not touching that. Uh, <laughs> I did, notice I didn't confirm anything. Yeah. I just said if. <laughs> so yeah, we we have said that there are issues with just across the board, younger generation, older generation Ooh, uh, yeah. in our community, black men, women. What do we need to do to get back to what did you call it? Juicy love. Juicy. Warm, juicy love. Juicy. What, you know, healthy <laughs> relationships. Um, well, it's not back to it because this culture talks about happy, not juicy. So this is a new paradigm I'm talking about to move into. So it's not about going back. It's okay. about moving for the first time into a level of relationship that we haven't had the luxury of experiencing. We have to remember we are only two generations out of um, – subhuman treatment and i don't mean mm -hmm. enslavement i'm talking about 1965 where mm -hmm. we were even treated like citizens and had um, social services and all these things so so that's only two generations we're talking about so we've been in survival um for the most part in this country and um so now we finally get to experience some love uh true love so this is a new thing and, you know, the love lies the, that I talk about are what have really dominated our understanding of love up to this point. So that's why I call it a new paradigm, because we have a lot of uh, what I call gunk, funk, and junk to clean out of our beliefs and our understanding that has created failing, 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 failing results. So I'm talking about a whole new realm, a whole new belief, a set of beliefs, um, so this is all new. Hmm. This is all new that I'm talking about. Just not even for black people, especially for black folks, but also in America, because our, our love relationship understanding has been based on what I call the love lies. So this is a whole new hmm. ball game I'm talking about. So we're not even trying to emulate even what we saw <clears throat> no, before. No, going back is not glamorous. Okay. We need to go forward to a new possibility. I like that. Yeah, I, I wanted to touch on something, uh, you said that was powerful to me when you were saying, you know, how we present things to people. Cause I'm big on that too, because I'm big on like how I say something to a person is very important and how they receive it. And one reason yes. why, uh, you know, like me, for example, I don't like a woman talking to me crazy <laughs> is because, you know, like my mom talked to me crazy, you know what I'm saying, when I was a kid and I couldn't do nothing, or you had a sister, or, uh, you know what I'm saying, and you was, oh, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying, and it was like, yeah. wait a minute, you know yeah. what I'm saying, like, yep. and, and it just, it shuts you down, you know what I'm saying, and you're just like, okay, and like, when you was a kid and mom said something, like, shut up, talk to you crazy, and you just shut down, and you didn't want to, you know what I'm saying, like, as men, we still have that space where we get into, like, if you're coming at me crazy, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, Yep. We're going to, you know, have We're issues with that. Yeah. yeah. And so that really hit home. And I th it works for men, too. Like, if we are passive in our apology, you know what I'm saying? Like, or if we don't really 
take time to invest in what the real problem is or how we can move forward and be better from it. Yeah. The ladies won't really respond well to that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so, and that was something that I had to work at too. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but really having to sit down and go through the, cause like you said, yeah. we're wired so differently. Like, yeah. why are you, yeah. tr- baby, I got to the flight. Yeah. We like, made the, like, ain't we like, going in there? I get, yeah. Like yeah. I get what you're saying, but like for me, because I don't know if if you really told him like this is bothering me that that's a completely different story. But like if I would have made the flight, I would have felt like I was that. Nigga. You mean I went home? You know, and got like, over? Yeah. We did it. Like, and made it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know and, and I get that. Like I get that. That's because I know him, and yeah. I know that that's what he was thinking was that. Well, I got got to the flight where my daughter and I are wore out. My back's hurt, and I'm stressed because yeah, I'm trying no, I to get you. You know, so and not and I felt like, damn. Yeah, no, you, you don't see how upset I am like right now. And yeah. then when I tell you that I'm upset and why I'm upset and you whatever me, yeah, mm, that's when you're gonna hear me pop off. No, I got that. So, but see, the thing is, is telling a man our emotions, they don't know what to do with that. Because they can't reach inside and click a switch and mm-hmm. change us from and some raging it. storm. Mm-hmm. To, right. So we we always are sharing our feelings and how it felt. And that's legitimate. But we can't just stop at feelings because it's happening inside of us. Mm-hmm. But if he can understand his behavior and the impact and what, he, you know, the apology that would help us, that would support the storm calming. He's not responsible for the storm calming or not because that's happening inside of us but what he might do to help that calm down that's what we tend to be really poor at communicating and so men are confounded then the woman's more pissed doesn't feel understood the man's like well damn you know and that just keeps going on and on so that's why i got to work with couples on communication the way you speak to a man is different than how you speak to a girlfriend. Hell yeah. And we tend to speak to men like they're females. You know what else pisses me off? <laughs> what else? When you go into that, like, okay, well, I'm mad at you for 48 hours. I'm like, you know, okay, well, then fuck it then. Like, you want to be, you, no, like, I'm yeah, mad at you. I'm out. And it's and a then cycle. It, then that's it my, that's that's my, my, my dude. Yeah, like, you're really tripping. Like, if I try to get a kiss the next day and you're like, no, no, I'm still, and I'm like, Really? Yeah. Or God, I can't get no loving right now because right. you're tripping off for something that happened 36 hours ago. Like, I don't like I don't like wasted time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sitting there, and granted, I don't mean I I get away with never wasting time. Like, right. I didn't been in the the silent treatment for however long I didn't been in it. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I the biggest part of me is mad that we're wasting time. Like, why can't we get? Yeah, rid of this. Why can't we? Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. granted, I have never had the tools, or you know, that's not a that's not a good excuse. But I've never had the tools to know how to effectively get rid of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's pat being passive aggressive, not knowing how to communicate, whatever it might be. Yeah, I don't know how to get rid of it, but it does bug me. Like, why can't we get rid of this? Yeah, we're, you know, right. we're just inching or racing towards whatever's on the other side. Yeah, and I've seen that happens to everybody. Let's let's enjoy. Well, we can. Is this really that big a deal? And then you pile enough of them on. Yeah. And, and then, then you get in some shit. Like, damn, it is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jay, your nails so, yeah. is dope, by the way. I just want to say that. Oh, thank so you. So I got, I got a question. So do you think, you know, past relationships or trauma in past relationships, whether it be trauma that you had in a past relationship or from, like, things that you saw from your parents or 
the boyfriend of your mom or vice versa. Mm. Does that pay play any part in some struggles that could be in someone's current relationship? Yeah, because what what um, happens is that we go into new relationships, a second marriage, whatever, and we still haven't done the healing work. Mm-hmm. And so that's not even a part of the conversation in the American relationship conversation. It's not even a part of conversation in church. I was just speaking at one of the biggest black mega churches uh, on the East Coast at their women's conference. I had 100 women in my particular workshop, filled to the gills, had to close the door, put up a sign, and it was on forgiveness. Yeah. Mm. And I took a poll. I said, now, y'all are progressive, high-tech, uh, you know, 4,000 people, sanctuary, you know, 2,500 women at your, at your women's conference. And so let me ask a question, though, before we move into this forgiveness process. And forgiveness is a subset of healing. How many of you have been facilitated through any kind of forgiveness work, given all of us in here are Christians? And that's the biggest cornerstone of the Christ's doctrine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two out of 100 hands go up. Two. Mm -hmm. That is very typical. Mm -hmm. Because before I do any sessions, and I do it with the men too, because they said, why aren't you doing the forgiveness work with us? I said, I didn't know you were interested there. We need it more than the women. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. So then I'll pull the men. No hands go up. (laughs) And then um, time after time, city after city, before uh, Love Academy 201, the advanced course, I asked, before we do this next exercise, how many of you have been facilitated through any kind of forgiveness work in any kind of group setting? You're just not writing in your journal or doing something personally. 2% of the hands go up. So in general, we do not know what healing entails and how that's, how that's different from just personal growth or self-improvement. Mm-hmm. We are not doing the healing and forgiveness work, and we bring our luggage, our wounds, our poison, our pus, and all that to each new relationship and think, because it's a new person I'm dealing with, I'm going to create a different experience. Mm-hmm. And we see that that's not how it works. You have to clear and heal the wounds. Let me so, ask you a quick question. Oh, I'm sorry. So absolutely it matters. Absolutely. But we think it doesn't. Just in that same lane. Yeah. You mentioned we bring these things into the relationship. Um, and I've wrestled with, hey, do I have the right to move forward or, or go and do something else before I'm healed? Or... Or so on. And so if you end up in some sort of relationship where yeah. you are broken, yeah. I'm sure we all are somehow damaged or whatever, but you then become cognizant of knowing that. Like, do you suggest that people just don't do nothing and get yourself right and then be able to go out there and be healthy and start dating and looking for relationships? Or if you end up in that situation, is it something that you can work to to get healthy together type of thing? Well, if you have a pattern... That's a neon sign. What do you mean? So if you have a pattern in your relationships, that you need to, you're the common uh, denominator. So you need mm-hmm. to stop because you'll keep re- recreating the same scenario with a different person. Yeah, I understand. But we don't usually stop and do any evaluation. We always say the other person was effed up, and so that's why I broke up. We don't stop for mm. real and do some self-reflection, not to mention do some healing work. Mm. So that ain't even happening. I can speak to people that were married for 10 years, 20 years, they're divorced, and I'll say, well, tell me what healing work you did. 
Tell me what you recognized and realized out of a covenant marriage that ended in divorce, which was not your plan or his plan. Mm -hmm. Don't mention his name and what he did or didn't do. Tell me the work you've done. And then I was looking at me like I got eight heads because they haven't done it, Mm -hmm. even with divorce. Mm -hmm. And so that is not happening. And it's not just a time thing. Like time is going to heal. Time heals all wounds. Time heals all wounds is another lie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so many lives we float around. Time does not heal. Time dulls pain. That's it. It does not heal. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't heal. And so um, healing is an active process. Now, Mm -hmm. if it's our body, God took care of our body healing, and we don't even understand how it's doing it in Mm -hmm. in deep detail. But emotional, spiritual, and mental healing, we have to choose to do it, and we have to engage in it. So we really are not doing healing work we're not and we're recreating the same mess we're passing on the same funk like a like a baton from track i was in track passing it right on into Mm -hmm. the next relationship so um so it's it's a mess uh we're heading towards the end but regarding healing yeah and i'm sure everybody's different but what what do you do to to start getting some healing and and yeah. Helping more of us be healthy. What, yeah. do, you, what do you say to well, that? Well, the fir- f- um, forgiveness has five steps to it if you're doing a full forgiveness process. Mm-hmm. And most people have done one and a half, maybe. Okay. And so what are those the first, the first um, three levels of the forgiveness process, which shows how powerful acknowledgement is in healing, because you can't heal what you don't even realize exists or is a problem. So the first level of healing is first you have to zero in on the situation because situations are what affect us. Situations occurred, something went down, something happened. You were there and some other persons were there. So you got to first go back to the situations that were, that left you with some residue, left you feeling some kind of way, left you with some what I call low-level emotions. I don't call them negative. It's low-level. You just raise the vibe. You add love. You can raise the vibe of any emotion to a higher vibration. So getting in touch with the low-level emotions left in you as a result of that situation, that scenario, or what went down with that person or persons. So that's a level of acknowledgement. Back to the scenario and the who was involved. That's another level of acknowledgement. Then the third level is what low-level emotions were you left with as a result of that situation, interaction, whatever went down. Those are three levels of acknowledgement that precede moving on to step four. So those are the first three levels. You know how hard it is um, to acknowledge that you have feeling some kind of way about something that went down with your mama? The hardest person for people to acknowledge it about and then speak the emotions about is with their mothers but a lot of us particularly a lot of black men have a lot of suppressed rage from situations that have gone down with their mamas Mm. so those are the first three levels of acknowledgement then after you've done those in that order then you do what's called transform the emotion and then the last step is release so a lot of times we jump right to release, you know, burning bowl ritual or, you know, you go to retreat and you put it in a balloon and release definitely provides a shift. But to clean it out, like if you have a, a wound and you don't get all the pus out, it can reinfect. Mm. So, but there is relief by getting even some pus out. So 
Um, so that's the full process and it takes about an hour and a half if you're doing it personally. I've done it in groups. I've done it one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, and there's all kinds of indicators that uh, restoration is happening because people uh, actually can start to look differently because they release some stuff out of their system they've been holding a long time. So at any rate, those are the five full steps. Mm -hmm. um, I lay it out in my book because I know healing cannot happen without forgiveness work being a part of it. Um, and we have so little knowledge about it and um, really people are quite fearful. I mean, I, it's, it's a unit we in my GC We said woman. that before. Yeah, and it, it's because we have lies we've we've bought about it. For example, the truth hurts. No, what hurts is lies. Oof, so then we'll perpetuate oof. lies like that. Oh, the truth hurts. I know what you mean. Oh my God, we both are in the matrix? No, lies hurt. Delusion, <laughs> delusions hurt. Truth shall make you free. And you a Christian, you sitting up there not understanding what scripture says, the truth shall make you free. So how are you going to say out of the other side of your mouth, the truth hurts? And so we just have so much confusion mm. going on. Um, and then this is a culture of avoidance and denial, blame and projection. So mm. truth means you turn to face. So even what healing requires, you turn to face, acknowledge. Look at yourself. Nothing in the culture supports that. Mm. Um, the American culture. Um, so it's, it's just so fascinating. And so you can see why relationships are in crisis. Yeah. Um, so... People are going <laughs> to ask, because I, I mean, what? man, yeah. goodness gracious, yeah. we could, we could wow. do this every weekend. Is Woo, that all right, right with you? That's all right. <laughs> uh, you have, um, before we get out of here, you have an event coming up. Um, I have a course. You, also, you have a book, et cetera. Oh. Just, just let people know, because they're going to be like, oh, yo, who is she? Yes, How Sabrina. do I get in contact with her? Yeah. And so just tell us a little bit about um, some upcoming stuff. and Awesome. And, We'll happily share that info as well on uh, Thank you. wherever you listen to this somehow. You're going to see a link. So, Oh, I love it. Uh, let us know. Well, um, I've written three nationally published books, which is really awesome. I'm big on people reading because when you read, you're taking, you're ingesting words. Words have power and vibration. So I'm big on us reading books. So my first book is called Sacred Pampering Principles. My second book is called All the Joy You Can Stand. And then the third book that talks about a new paradigm for love relationships is called The Love Lies. So those are out there on bookshelves if you uh, like to walk into a brick and mortar or you can go to Amazon and get them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have my annual uh, registration for my signature 12-month life transformation course is coming up. And it's called Juicy Woman University. Okay. And... Um, how you create juicy relationships is you're a juicy woman because that's the kind of relationships that juicy women create. But most of us have been conditioned to be in what I call our girl. So this these dry ass women. Out here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a girl is dry. So a, a female in her girl. So mm -hmm. this is a 12 month course to help you detox from the matrix, <laughs> the matrix of ripping and running and efforting and overly busy and overwhelm and overdoing all the things we, that are the norm, unfortunately. And really teaching women about higher dimension living in the juicy life. Mm -hmm. And so um, registration is going on for a few more days. And folks can get the full details by going to my website, milliondollarmentor.net, and selecting the courses, and they'll see it. Or the wonderful link, um, 
if you all are able to provide it, we'll take them directly to sure. the course information. But we don't have many spaces left. It's my third year doing it. And because there's nothing else like it, mm -hmm. um, we expect it to be a full house once again. Dope, dope, dope. Goodness. Well, Debrina Jackson Gandy is amazing. Yeah, I've known Debrina for a long she time. Oh my no goodness! Uh, thank you. MillionDollarMentor.net is where you can learn about her. Um, sign up for this course. I'm assuming you can check out some books there as well. Yeah, um, as well a as store. Amazon you can get all the whatnot. books. Yeah. And we'll put some links. Um, thank before we you. get out of here, like we do every show, uh, worst thing out, best thing out. We did just end a decade, so. Woo! We ain't going to talk about the worst things in the decade. We can just mm. get the current worst things out. But we're definitely about to talk about some of the best things or the things that we loved in this decade and so on. So before we do that, worst thing out? You got a worst thing out? Worst thing out would be, because it hasn't been said in a while, is Donald Trump. <laughs> he's been he dodging the smoke the for a little bit. Out. But yeah, he's a, he's a case. What you got? Got a couple of things. Uh, first thing... Um, the situation with the well, the war that's uh, seems like it's about to be mm -hmm. starting. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. But another thing, uh, Allison uh, Felix, uh, African American young lady Trash who got thought. dropped by Nike because uh, she got pregnant. And um, keep going. Yeah, and so well, if that's in, I don't want to keep going if that's not accurate. It's not fully accurate. Okay, so the article I read. Was that she got dropped by Nike? She got pregnant, and so they dropped her. Mm -hmm. And then she had came back, no longer on Nike, and had broke a record. She won. She won another. Yeah, gold and medal, she's not. So is she bowl. back on Nike? No, 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 no. It's not that she got dropped from Nike. So Nike, we talked about the bad policy, it, yeah. and I'm not absolving Nike by any means. So they had a bad policy, in which they said that they couldn't change. And so the way that Nike's policy works is, I have a contract with you. You're the yeah. athlete. Um, and you're paid uh, kind of like a base yeah. or whatever, and then you get performance incentives, but they can go negative as well to where um, if you're not performing in a certain amount of time, yeah. you can kind of like paid, idle. drop, whatever, right? Yeah. And so she wasn't necessarily dropped, but she was very vocal and said, hey, your policy is messed up because when women get pregnant, they cannot perform. Ah, okay. Um, and, you know, other women spoke out about it and whatnot. So they... They said that there was something legally in which that they couldn't change the policy. They have since changed it. They mm -hmm. said they were actively trying to or whatever. But I'm not absolving Nike. That was whack, especially yeah. for it to have been an institution for so long. So, yeah, she was yeah. the most vocal. But I think she bounced. Mm -hmm. I don't think she was dropped. Yeah. Okay. Either way, yeah, it was whack on mm -hmm. Nike's part, and I'm glad they changed it. And then she went on to win a medal. She went on to win another gold medal after mm -hmm. having a baby, which made it like 10 or whatever, and she topped Usain Bolt's record so she has the most of any i think maybe track athlete or something not just not overall olympics but i think track. wow yeah yes. she's amazing mm. yes and she mm. loves sneakers and she's really dope good peoples yeah uh so i'm glad you brought light to that uh and i'm glad that they changed their policy as well what else you got on your list over there? well no that was it that That's was it? it yeah no antonio brown this week no, no 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 uh i seen a picture and i know pictures be sensationalized or whatever but the fires in Australia? Yeah, Woo! very much so. Hey, yeah. That's tough. Gracious. That's tough. I just seen a picture, and it, was, it wasn't it was a satellite image, but I'd say it was you know, a few hundred feet up, and it was kind of dark in the picture. I mean, it but looks it like just a looked, bomb went off. It looked like gray smoke, and then just towards the outlying edges, you just see orange. 
and it's not all the way around, but it's just pockets of orange. Like the the country is burning, mm-hmm. and they said a billion animals have died so far. Too many, and it breaks my heart because I like, love animals. And I'm not even the the biggest animal dude like that, but a billion, like. So, I heard something like that too. Goodness gracious, I don't you know I don't know how to Ooh. attack that, but hopefully, yeah. We don't take care of our planet. As you know, see what's up. Indeed. Uh, best things. My bad. Yeah. I just hit Randy's mic for no reason. Uh, and well, I had nothing to do with him. He's uh, good people. Uh, best thing out. So, Decade Edition. Mm-hmm. Happy New Decade to everybody. Hey, hey. Happy New Year. Uh, I just wanted to have a good time and talk about some things that we loved in the decade. Ooh, uh, I got something. What you, you got? thinking? Yes, please. Um, the all-time best-selling memoir, hmm. or the best-selling memoir of... 2019 for sure was by the former Black First Lady, oh, for yeah. yep, uh, yep. Michelle Obama, yes, who actually man. had a world tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I had a chance to I had to go up to Vancouver, Canada to catch her because all the shows That's around here were right. sold out. Tacoma, Tacoma Dome, well, yeah. Tacoma Dome, not all the shows, Tacoma Dome, mm-hmm. and um, it was the stadium arena. I'm sorry, that was three times the size of Tacoma Dome, and it was full. Pack. And to see and in that particular show or uh evening it was robin roberts who was oh doing the her host so yeah. to see these two black women mm-hmm. just having a conversation yeah and no i love one robin shaking roberts, booties no music mm-hmm. no dancers just conversation from two black women mm-hmm. i'm like this is epic mm. we filled this place out to hear two black women have a conversation about and things. who else can claim that right about positive things yeah and so it was surreal to look around and see it and in canada it was a mixture of male female generations ethnicities and they all were moved by this black woman That's on filthy. stage and yeah. so um that was historical. Yeah. That was historical. The, the Obamas make your decade. They did. Oh, without yeah. question. Without question, <laughs> yeah. made my decade. Yeah. I, I put like some specific things, and then I just put the Obamas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. No I was like the, the Obamas. Obamas. Just everything uh, about them. We could just go random and throw some out. Uh, Beyonce's Super Bowl and Coachella. Oh, yeah. And when. Way before then, when she dropped the album and didn't tell nobody it was coming, um, I remember lemonade. where I was. Lemonade, I was, no, before. no. Uh, oh, but wait, Beyonce, homecoming? Beyonce, and she just dropped it at midnight. I was like, wait, there's a new Beyonce album out. Yeah. And it was like, I just remember being. Yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a fun moment. That was pretty wow. Dope. Uh, you got what you got? Um, one that was huge for me was. Uh, Obviously, the the championship by the Seahawks was a high yeah. moment. That made my list too, Randy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. The, uh, yeah. the emergence of uh, Russell Wilson for it's a, a bunch of reasons. Like when he came out, I was a fan of his, and I was like, "Yo, he's gonna be good. I'm glad we got him." Blah 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 blah. And then to see what he's turned into. Yeah. Yes. When you live through the quarterbacks we've lived through as a Seattle Seahawks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then to know that we've had a guy and we'll yeah. have a guy moving forward, um, and it all kind of started this decade, and so. Um, you know what? Not to piggyback fully, uh-huh. but I really think, and granted, I done been on Russell's head because he's super corny. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. yeah. But you think about him <laughs> and another person who I'll name uh, just with the decade, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And you see, just like she mentioned, you see these people who are fantastic in their sport, mm-hmm. but like they're, they're good, you know, visions mm-hmm. of. Of yeah. what these young people might be looking up That's to. That's why Absolutely. I like them so much. And trying yeah. to step up and 
and, and, and him just, starting just be a, good a whole dude. school. You know what I mean? Yeah, starting LeBron a whole school. school. Not yeah. going to sign basketballs at the assembly. Yeah. Yeah. Starting a yeah. whole school. Yeah. It's, it's been a, and for people who, like his new commercial that just came out, um, he was like, you know, humble beginnings, you know. Yes. Talk about, but what if there were no no more humble beginnings? I mean, that's, that's you know, yeah. really dope, really dope. What you got? That's too much to think about. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Greeno? Yeah. Marvel movies. Oh, oh wow. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. And especially, I remember folks outside dressed up for Black Panther. Yeah. 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 Yes. Black Panther was huge. Yeah. Uh, that was really oh dope. Oh, my God. That was yeah. a oh my decade. God. Yeah. So, I was, that was fun for me. What you got? Uh, for me, it was uh, I was able to get back into TV shows. I was big on Martin Fresh Prince coming up. Okay, mm. okay, then, yep, you know, yep. kind of took. I got out of TV shows. I don't do the reality TV shows. Ugh. I hate those. But Power, Snowfall have really held me. Well, yeah, I have. I've never. Well, I haven't watched the latest uh, uh, episode of Power. That, yeah, but you know, it's been going on for like five, six seasons. Snowfall is like third season, um, and so. Those two shows have really, really helped me out as far as the TV life goes. So, um, I got one. For, I got a few. Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to Kendrick Lamar, All Right, mm-hmm. um, and it just made me put Kendrick Lamar as a whole on the list, mm-hmm. okay. and then Good Kid, Mad City. But really, the song made me think about like the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. yeah. and what felt like. And granted, again, it's social or however, but what felt like. I'm a lot closer to this person in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, unfortunate circumstances that brought it together, whether it was Trayvon or Mike Brown, Alden Sterling, mm-hmm. um, Eric Garner, so many yeah. names, Sandra Bland, etc. Yeah. But the the togetherness, or even that feeling of mm-hmm. it, that this black culture, this black togetherness, that yeah. I feel like um, got brought back to the forefront yeah. in this past decade. So. Well, I just I just thought of a few too. Please. So, um, the brother that gave the keynote was it at Morehouse? Jesse, Je- oh, Smith. What the was one his who last paid name? Paid off the, the classes. tuition. Paid the off, paid off the tuition. Yeah. And then what was even more? Well, not even more dope. But he started it. And then the woman who owns Tipsy Vegan, um, Slutty Vegan, Slutty Vegan, Slutty Pinky Vegan Coles, in Atlanta, yeah. uh-huh. did the same thing after she saw him do it, and they were just like continue to pay it forward. And who so, did yeah. she bought? She bought out a movie theater. Spelman. She no, paid off Spelman? She paid off Spelman senior classes. Get out. And and, and was like, pay it forward. I so, and I might have the school wrong, forgive me, but I know that was who it was, and that was the business she I owned. I love so. it. So, so that um, own network, Black Woman, oh, started, Mega yeah. Mogul, started, yeah. I think, in this Oprah. past de- decade. She kissed me on my cheek. She oh, did. Ah! And then Hidden Figures. To hear um, about the genius yes. side of melanin yes. and mm-hmm. the truth behind the... Oh. Um, uh, jet Propulsion Laboratory and, you know, the, yeah. the the intelligence of not just the athletic prowess of. Yeah. Um, that was fabulous. Because I would show about the names of athletes here and just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green, you got more? Um, This is funny. Like, people don't think it's funny, but it's serious. And, like, my true partners know how I feel. How I'm fascinated by the life of O.J. Simpson, right? <laughs> yeah, and that, so, it, that it came back. Oh right. my God. So, because it's just, he, he, he's he did a, it too. He's an amazing, like, his life has been, like, you can't make it up, right? No. And so, the 30 for 30 on O.J. Simpson oh, was one of the ooh. best That's fantastic. documentaries I've ever seen in my life. Wait, it won, it won everywhere. Can I find it on Netflix? Oh, uh, it should be. We'll give it to what, you. ESPN? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's ESPN. It's like not the part. There's a show. Yeah, it's and a it's not the show. The show was good too. The show, yeah, that's not um, the show. It's a thirty that, for thirty. but the documentary is something else. Thirty for thirty. It's O.J. Simpson in America or something like that. Made in America. O.J. Simpson. Thirty for thirty. You'll catch it. Yeah, but it really lets you into the type of person he really was. You know what I'm saying? Because we saw, because like our community, we're gonna support. Yeah. Right, anything that's positive and that's made it right because it's so hard for us to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all of us, once we make it, <laughs> live we, up to li- you know we what I'm saying. Uh, not and everybody's was, Russell Wilson, it was exactly, and so <laughs> and it was, it, it was fun. Yeah. It was, yeah. I shouldn't even say funny, it was, it was wild to see like some of the stuff he used to say, used to do, and the life he led. And then it really goes into depth of the trial and how it, the ins and outs of it, and then post trial. So it was just really crazy, and I just felt like that was very, very uh, groundbreaking to me because I love documentaries. You know what I'm saying? And that one is probably the best one I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Because it was, it, there was stuff that I had no idea about. Yeah. Wow. And then secondly would be the Quincy Jones documentary that, damn that I seen about a year. Was it maybe not even a year ago? Yeah, probably about. Was on, that was on Netflix. That yeah. Was one that was another Quincy. one that okay. it didn't dawn on me how special mm. How Quincy, much work he's done. Yeah. You know you what know, I'm saying? Thriller um, blew up, but it's like, yo, he was producing for Frank Sinatra and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and, we and don't do that. Right. And it's crazy because I love these documentaries. Uh, I'm going to shout out a couple more because we don't really get to know our yeah. black leaders yeah. in all yeah. these lights and realize the special things they did. Yeah, no, like they while, really did it. Right. Yeah. Be, while being oppressed, yes. they did this stuff. There was a, a, a good one on Sam Cooke. Another Miles Davis called, got a good one. Uh, the Black Godfather is a special, Ooh, special. Yeah. I need to doc- finish that, that one. That one is, I had no idea who this guy was. Mm-hmm. You Everybody know what I'm saying? Else did, though. We, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we ain't got no money. Yeah. But, it's, uh, <laughs> but no, it's just the, the, Ooh, the, the yes. decade of the Black doc- documentaries. It's very special. Let's. I'll say black media in general, um, and not that it wasn't around before, but like you mentioned, you said, yo, I love Martin, I love Fresh Prince, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. And we know the people behind them, Living Single and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then there was like a big lull, just like you said, um, reality TV. But uh, When They See Us. Yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. The Butler, 12 Years a Slave, et cetera. And I didn't, I didn't write none of those down, yeah. but uh, Selma. So mm-hmm. many. Yes. Um, yes. Mahershala got two Oscars this decade mm-hmm. and, and just... Moonlight, so the green, um, not, and it's the not, green it's not yeah, yeah, and it's not really That's just the accolades too. It's the fact, like Tyler Perry opening a studio. Yes. Yeah. yeah, how about like that? Like you said, o- Oprah Winfrey Network, mm. um, their collaboration. Yeah, man, man like Jay Z becoming a billionaire. Yeah, Woo! you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so basically, a school, black like, folks winning has been right. It like, and it's all happening this decade. This decade. It just shows just how winning. far we're coming. <laughs> yeah, and it's showing our kids yeah. that we could really do anything. I feel like we always had it too. It was just yeah. like. You know, you you can continue to try and deny seeing it, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, we're special. Yeah, uh, we're Colin Kaepernick. Special. Oh, you yes. gotta throw Colin out there. Uh, Colin the Kaepernick. power of one bent knee. Come yeah. on now. Come on now. Uh, I'm gonna throw out some other ones real quick. Usain Bolt. Oh yeah. Serena Williams. Yes. Mm. Gabby Douglas. Ooh, yes. yes. Ray Allen Shot. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I really love love the This Is America video. Yeah. Wait, wait. Oh, by uh, Childish, Childish Gambino. Gambino. Yeah. That, if, oh, I, yeah. if I had to pick one, like, 
visual that had to do with music, it would be that. I, oh I definitely like God. that. Ooh, okay, I'm gonna uh, have to I'm special gonna special work. It's a good one. Um, I like the rise of Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. I know they've been for me. I don't know anything but Afrobeats. I grew up playing whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. My dudes had us playing the drums, so we know what's up. But like, I'm you know, it's it's. It, the cultures are collabing, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, I guess along with that, you see the the people who are saying the return or uh, these events that are going on where they're inviting African Americans back to Ghana yes. or, yes. or so yes. on, stuff like that. Uh, I really am enjoying that. I know that's more recent. Uh, the pie, the patty pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, and the chicken sandwich. Mm. Oh. I did list. Guys, I did list the chicken sandwich. I think Popeyes might have stole that from Hattie B's. Their did chicken they? sandwich. Who's in Hattie Nashville? B? In Nashville, the yeah. hot chicken. Yeah. Listen, the way that sandwich was ask looking. Me if, ask me if I'm mad because we ain't got no I'm Hattie B's. Saying, we got Popeyes at the street. Hattie I think B's. they might have stole that little. Ooh. The way that sandwich was looking in Nashville, right. it looked like the same damn sandwich. Mm. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be a true fan if I didn't bring this up because this was clearly one of my brightest moments. It's uh, LeBron one and one for Cleveland. Mm. Uh, that I was, was just that did was, I say blocked by James? No, you said shot by Ray Allen. Oh, sorry, blocked by James. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, here. yeah. That was a very that was a mm. high high Ooh, moment for blocked me. Blocked by oh, yeah. those might be my favorite three NBA words of the past decade. I also put down <coughs> point guards. Because uh, point guards in the decade were nuts, no, it's including a, starting with Derrick Rose. And yeah. then and it's still Steph going. Curry. It's still going. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Point oh guards gosh. were yeah. nuts this, yeah. this decade. I'd agree. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, the only other thing I had was the uh, opening of the African-American. Event. I was going <gasps> to say that. And the oh. fact that I got to see it. Yeah. 2016. I've been. I don't know. He's a, running his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was dope too. Yes. All, all three of us. Where have you been? Yes. Yeah. It's so Damn. amazing. Hey, you like big up to us because yes. so many of us have been. Ha- Some of us don't get the opportunity to yeah. do stuff like that. Yeah. But for us to all four have gone. Yeah. It is. I have to go back. I have yeah. to go back. It I was, have to. Go. Yeah, I, I needed like two days, yeah. two full days. Yeah. Yes. I went to the Lorra- the Lorraine Motel where mm. Martin Luther King was shot. That mm. was. Oh, I saw those pictures from you. Yeah. yeah before that was intense, but it was so amazing to see. Yeah. Like. I was wow. I was in that museum and felt like you can feel you can see yeah. the room you can, you can feel see it. the room that he was in yeah like you can you could yes it's just, it's, a, it's a powerful yeah you, yeah. you walk we, by our you, our right. our grandparents are, are some of the strong you know what I'm saying like like they they were so strong yeah mm. they're filthy you know what I'm saying like it was just like how can we not go be mm. brilliant. You, you know, know what, what I mean? mean? Yeah, like it was just like I mean, we lost Malcolm, we lost Martin, we lost Mager, we lost like yeah. they were taking everybody. What's, everybody what's out. crazy though, and not just so yeah, we lost them, and in a public forum, and and you know it was announced on the news, but what they did to some people who don't have those names. Oh yeah, you no know question. what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah. you live in that neighborhood and you just all of a sudden don't see this person no mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what's more so, because we talked about, I mean, randomly we're talking in relationships about coming at somebody wrong. Could you imagine just being in that 
situation and you know they did something to this person down the street and there's nothing Mm-mm. you can do about it like you just have to continue living yeah. your life knowing these people are just way we, we don't know that type of anger yeah so Oof. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we, right. we, we think we know mm-hmm. we think we do but we yeah. don't we don't yeah. um I'm not going to add James Harden to this list, but he's a bucket. Oh, yeah, he's a bucket. Um, I don't have any more. I did see a really good, if anybody's interested, um, BET.com did like a decade full of black excellence, and they went month by month for through the whole decade and just uh, gave shots out to some stuff, uh, including wow. starting the Oprah Winfrey Network and so many others that we named today. Um, but really, really dope. Misty Copeland was on there. I, I'm Ooh, sorry, yes, I'm just yes, randomly yes. thinking about stuff. Yes. But uh, but I also want to uh, give a shout out to black therapists and mm, black yes. vegans yes. and yeah. black yoga instructors yeah. and um, green drink makers and you yeah. know just us taking our health back mm-hmm. and a, a whole new kind of renaissance where we're returning to the earth and God's medicine cabinet, meaning herbs and taking our healing, um, back, back. We gave it away, taking mm. our healing back and realizing we haven't, we have the answers. So mm. yeah, that's been a beautiful yes. thing. Yeah. Love yeah. It. yeah. We talked about that. Maybe think of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Nipsey. And we didn't even say anything about the magnitude of the people that was lost in the decade yeah but muhammad ali and prince and aretha franklin and nipsey hustle and mm. so many uh ooh, you just saw the picture i was like really mm. like these people without a doubt changed the world there's no other way to put it and i know i get a lot of flack for this but i'm, I'm gonna throw bill cosby in there we lost bill and you know i don't know whether he's right or wrong but i know he did a lot of good mm. for a lot of people mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And in the 80s, in the black household, Bill was enormous. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of conspiracy theories on what's really going on. And I don't know Mm. if there's true, but I don't doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I feel like we lost Bill. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully the truth comes out. And if the truth is what it is, and it is what it is, then Bill had to do what he had to do. He's in jail already. Yeah. I, I still, you know, I. Don't want to dwell on it, but uh, he is, he goes in line with somebody on TV or Uncle Phil mm-hmm. or something where yeah. we're not shown as uh, Pookie or, or Nino Brown or something like that. Like Positive. Uncle Phil, a judge, and Bill, a doctor, and Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. and, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, there, yeah, I can be that too. It was like, the Cosby's, man. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's upset wow. ignorance because you don't know where it's going, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you coming through. Yes, De- yes. Miss Sabrina. Again, let's say your name. Miss Sabrina Jackson Gandhi. Yes. Find her at millionairementor.net. Million dollar mentor. Mentor.net. Again, we'll post a link. Uh, this is Upscale Ignorance. Holla at us everywhere you can find us. UpscaleIgnorance.com at Upscale Ignorance. This is your boy Cam. I, I'm Green Diggity with less poison and less. Puss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just listening in. I love it. Get healthy. Okay. Get healthy. Jay Sweets. And we are out. <laughs> <laughs>